0: Thanks for checking out our teaching from this week. Our hope is that it will encourage you to take the next step closer to finding and following Jesus. If you have been blessed by the ministry of Grace River and would like to worship by giving, you can do so online at graceriver.cc. That's graceriver.cc. Have an awesome day and we will see you soon. You make known to me the paths of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. My name is John Ryan, and I have a, an incredible heart for Grace River Church. I met Chris about seven years ago and was the leader of a residency, a, a church planning residency that he got to be a part of with some other guys, and I had the honor and the privilege of walking with him for a little more than a year, getting to send him out of the church that I used to be the lead pastor at called Summit, which is just right up the road here in O'Fallon. And I have a an incredibly deep and great joy in watching the presence of the Lord infiltrate my brother's heart and live through him in the middle of this community, but even more to see that in the middle of this body of Christ called the Grace River. I see the power and the presence of God doing amazing and good things, and it's on that note, the presence of God, that I want to hone us in today by letting you hear this passage from Psalm 1611 again. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. Last March, 2020, that is, we were pressed into a a lockdown by COVID. And it may have been two months or two weeks or six months for you, but it was a moment when we were forced, so to speak, to withdraw from the presence of people, when we were removed. And it was a crazy season for me because I, I, I couldn't see my dad anymore who lives in a an independent community with my mom just right here in O'Fallon and and we we didn't even get to touch for a year. We had to speak through a screen and it and it was just crazy and weird and awkward and I missed my dad's presence and maybe you experienced things like that and and recently things have gotten a ton better for sure. Still some craziness going on but things are so much better. But I just I just want to ask you, was During that long season where we were made to stay away from the presence of other people, where there was actual lockdown from people, I have a question that I want to start this morning with. And the question is this, was the lockdown a season when you pressed into the presence of the Lord through prayer and the word? Was the lockdown a season when you pressed into the presence of the Lord Removed from some family and friends and the body, did you and I press into the presence of God? Or was this a moment we truly learned to connect, commune, engage, and taste the presence of God? Or was the lockdown a season you just felt alone? For many of us, connecting with the presence of God is, has always been a, a communal thing. It's been in corporate settings, whether it's in like a small group setting or a setting in the church where we worship together with 50, 100, 500 people. So removal from those settings definitely brought a raise in anxiety in a lot of us because we didn't know how it was going to look being removed from the presence of others to try to engage the presence of God. Thankfully, for the most part, we're on the other side of that now. That is the separation from people. But even now I'm, I'm recording this online for, for you and maybe you're still removed from people or maybe you're just on vacation or maybe you're having to watch this online this week. But, But there is still some of this being removed from people. And I wonder for those who are engaging people again, are you engaging the presence of the Lord? Has the separation from people, yet bringing back people together has allowed us, you, to engage the presence of the Lord. You make known to me the path of life. Don't miss this from Psalm 1611 again. In your presence, there is fullness, tasting of joy. This is a promise from our God, joy in his presence. It's something you and I get a chance to not just know about, but to actually experience. For some, this has been a time to renew your intimacy with him and your love for the Lord has grown. And it began back in March of 2020 as time and space allowed you to be more in the presence of God and you've begun to engage and connect in the presence of God through prayer and the word like never before. I want to encourage you to thank him, to praise him, to revel in the real taste of the joy of the Lord. For others, for many, this has revealed something about yourself you don't necessarily like. Your reasons for so little time spent communing in the presence of the Lord has always been about busyness and stress and the craziness of life and the kids and the job and the work and the schedule that have pulled you here and there, yet during this past season that reason was taken away and what has been revealed? Time and stress it's not the main issue keeping you from the presence of the lord hear, hear this truth again time and stress is not the main issue keeping you from the presence of the lord and even though you've been able to get back around some people and and to some degree corporate worship and more you still feel distant from the presence of the lord and the result is shame has risen in your heart and it's crawled up on your back like a 500 pound gorilla, and you wonder if you're ever going to be able to experience the presence of the Lord again. And even more, some of us feel like we've been removed from His presence. He feels so far, so distant. Hear this word for you and I this morning. You have not been removed from the presence of the Lord. You have not been removed from the presence of the Lord. And don't just take it from me. Listen, here's the word of God and and sometimes we forget that the word of God, the, the scripture is actually the voice of God speaking through this from God to us. It is the living, active voice of God. Hear God's words to you this morning as he speaks to us that he is with us. This is Zephaniah 3.17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. And the word there in the language of the scripture means that he dances wildly over us, singing and dancing and rejoicing over us like a father over his children. I have a friend that that just had several children born into his family at once. Yes, you heard that right, several, three to be exact. And I see pictures of him. And we just talked how hard and difficult the season this is. But the joy on his face in the midst of his children, man, I see it on his face. And it doesn't change. I have older kids that are 21 and 24 now. And I just got to go visit one of my sons in Atlanta. And when I saw him, I hadn't seen him in six months. I gave him a big bear hug and I picked him up. And I said to him, man, I never stop enjoying seeing you. Miss your face. And that's natural for a human father. Imagine your earthly father, the joy he has in your presence. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will, be, he will quiet you by his love and he will exalt over you with loud singing. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 tells us this. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? That you are now a moving, living, active, temple of the Lord and God's presence lives in you. And Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, behold, I'm with you and I will never leave you. I am with you to the end of the age. I will never leave you. If you are in Christ, as 1 Corinthians six nineteen says, if you are in Christ, that is if you have trusted, if you have rested your soul on the person and work of Christ to make you right before holy God, then the spirit of God, his presence lives within you. Ephesians 1, verse 13 tells us this in this promise, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, which means the good news of your rescue from your sin and the guilt that plagues us, that crawls on our back, like a 500-pound gorilla, when you heard this good news of salvation and believed him, when you trusted your soul to him to make you right before God, you were sealed with the very presence of God's Holy Spirit. Dwells within us now, with us now. He has not left you. He's not abandoned you. He's with us. He didn't leave you during the lockdown and he's with you in this new season even if he doesn't feel like it what we need is we need to press into his presence and it's not just those that feel alone or feel far or feel removed from god that need his presence we all do if you're lacking hope we need to press into the presence of the lord if you're lacking joy you need to press into the presence of the lord if you're lacking peace you need to press into the presence of the lord if you're lacking knowledge what to do you need to press into the presence of the lord if you're lacking very much everything that this world has to offer you and you feel like, man, God, I don't have enough. You need to press into the presence of the Lord. If you need provision, if you need food and you need things just of this life, you need to press into the presence of the Lord. All of us who lack, which is all of us, need to press in to the presence of the Lord. How do we do that? the question. Ephesians 2 goes on to tell us in verse 4, but God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, the great love with which he loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been rescued. By his favor, you've been rescued and raised up and with him and seated with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There it is. Look at it again with me. Soak it in. First, God has loved you with a great love. He's not distant, he's not far, he came to us and loved us with a great love. The evidence of this great love, he gave up his life, and just as powerful and, and even more beautiful is that he set aside this communal joy and fellowship that he had with God the Father and God the Spirit from eternity past as he took on your shame and your guilt and your punishment. Holy God, Who's three in one, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit, had known communion, had known each other's presence from eternity past. And at the moment of his suffering, at the moment when God judged him to be full of carrying the weight of our sin, the guilt of our sin, the shame of our sin, then God became his judge and his executioner, stopped being this father. No but he still became his judge and executioner. And in that moment, it wasn't the Romans or the Jews of the leaders of the day that put him to death. It was Jesus who willingly put himself on that cross, but God who executed him for our shame and guilt and punishment. And at that moment, Jesus, don't miss this, gave up the presence of God so that you and I could have his presence. For a moment, Jesus lost god's presence so you could have god's presence that's the beauty of the gospel what an exchange that we get what jesus lost when he rose from the grave and came back from the dead god the father and the spirit and the son were reunited again and so they are one have always been one but are one in that fellowship and that communion but for a moment he gave it up so you and i could know the very presence of god and because of this, he made us alive with Christ. And now we are united with Christ, in Christ. Because of his great love, he has not left you and he will never leave you. He is with you. Hear this, believer. He is with you. And now make this confession with me. I believe, but help my unbelief. Hear it again. I believe, but help my unbelief. There's a story in the scripture where Jesus and his disciples go up a mountain. There's was actually just three of them, James, Peter, and John. And in that moment, they got to see Jesus as he was and is and always has been. The word says he was transfigured and became like the sun, so bright and so overwhelming, they hit the ground, hid their faces. When they came to from the, the craziness of this moment, Peter stood up and said, Lord, this has been good that we've been in your presence like this. Let's stay here and worship, build a church. And Jesus said, not yet. It's not time, we've got work to do. And he hadn't gone to the cross yet. So he said, we must go down from this mountain. And as they did, they came down from the mountain and they encountered this scene of chaos where, where a boy was being thrown into the fire by, his, by what everyone was telling him was demons. And the father was pleading for help and the disciples were like, Jesus, we don't know what to do with this. And, and Jesus, hear these words, said, oh, unbelieving generation, how long will I have to endure with you? And the father said, have pity on us. And Jesus said, if you believe, everything is possible. Hear the father's words. He said, I believe everything help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. It sounds like a paradox. Sounds like he's saying, I believe, but I don't believe. And, and I really think he's saying what all of us are feeling in our hearts right now. God, I believe, but I know that if that if I'm going to know your presence and really taste the joy of your presence, you're going to have to help me. I can't do this on my own. I believe, but help my unbelief. So I want to give us two practical things this morning as as we end this time, about how we can press into the presence of the Lord. As we've been walking through this series on prayer, I pray that that you haven't missed the whole point of praying as being in God's presence. And so if you've wrestled with this, if you've struggled with this here, two practical things I hope can press us into God's presence through prayer and the word. Here's the first one. Remember and believe the gospel that God gives us, his presence. Remember and believe the gospel that gives us God's presence. What do I mean? The verse we just looked at, Ephesians two four through six. Remember what it said. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love, remember this: that it is God's work that gives you God's presence, not yours. You're going to feel the shame and the guilt of that five hundred pound gorilla that seems to distance us from the presence of the Lord. And it's not your sin, it's not your good deeds or your bad deeds that keep you separated from the presence of God. No, rather, it's God's work. God's work through Jesus that brings us the presence of God, and we need to remember the gospel through scripture, through conversations with one another, through rehearsing in our minds saying, God, I remember you've died, you gave so that I could have you, and then ask God to help you believe. Remember and believe the gospel. The first thing I do want to say this, just a real positive, you've never trusted your soul to the work of Jesus, if you've never trusted the gospel, the person and the work of Jesus Christ, then God's presence is not with you. You are separated from God. But maybe even right now, you would trust your soul to the person and work of Jesus. Maybe right now where you are, you would say, I'm, I'm tired of being separated from God. I'm tired of, of not knowing that God's with me. Right now, you can know that God's presence is with you. Will you, will you pray with me? It's, it's the most powerful thing that will ever happen in your life is God's presence comes to be with you. And it is very simple, but it is also very hard, not because it's hard work on your part, but it's because we have to lay down our pride and say, God, I'm a sinner and I need you to rescue me from my sin. If you're ready to do that, let's, let's ask him right now. Pray with me, Father, for the one who's watching this, who would say, God, I'm ready to lay down and surrender to you. I'm ready to confess that I'm a sinner and that I need you to rescue me God, our friend is asking you to allow them to believe, to trust their soul to your work, to Jesus' work, to make them right before you. So God, help them believe that in your work, in Jesus' life and death and resurrection, they are made right before you. And if you believe that right now, if you trust God with this, trust him that he alone makes you right before God, that Jesus alone, then he says this, you become a child of God and the Holy Spirit of God comes to live in you. Right now, Jesus, make that so. We pray this in your name. Amen. If that just happened, if you just prayed this prayer, please let us know. There's a way to contact us at the end of this video. Please let us know. And we'd love to talk to you about what it means to follow Christ now with this real experience of Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit rescuing you from your sin and coming to live in you through His Spirit. Here's the second piece of how we press into the presence of the Lord. It's practice God's presence. There was a a man named Father Lawrence or Brother Lawrence who was a uh, monk back in the 17th century who coined this phrase, practicing the presence of God. And in that there was a a whole bunch of sayings that were put together in a book and, and he had this idea of what would it look like if we just day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute acted like God is with us. Would it change, not the reality that he is there, because he is, but would it change our belief and begin to change our experience with him? Listen to a quote from his book. He says, think often on God, day by day, night by night, in your business and even in your diversions. He is always near you and with you, nearer than you think. I love that phrase, nearer than you think. Leave him not alone. I love that. Keep pressing into his presence. Remind yourself he is with you. Below are 10 ways to do this from scripture to practice the presence of God. I want you to see five of these at a time. We're going to go through these really quick. These will be part of the sermon notes that I think you'll be able to access. But here here are 10 ways we can practice presence, Lord. First is abide. I'm going to tell you, you, it's hard to know the presence of the Lord we don't know. And so you need to abide in his word. You may say, I don't even know where to begin. Maybe the book of John, it's the fourth book in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the New Testament. Maybe just start reading five to 10 verses a day. And before you read, just pray and say, God, I, by your word, you tell me that you're with me and that you're in me. So help me remember that I'm with you as I read these things and God help me understand. And I promise this Holy Spirit will abide just in his presence, asking him to remind you that he's with you, read his word. Secondly, set your mind on him, Colossians says, as you go in through the day, driving, taking a shower, changing diapers set your mind on the things of christ for a few minutes what god is asking of you maybe that scripture you read ask him to help bring it back to you third one walk step with the spirit keep in step with the spirit ask the holy spirit who lives in you to lead and to speak and to guide fourth rejoice always and you may say man i've never known how to do that here's how in his presence you can rejoice there's joy so whatever situation you're in whatever chaos you're in whether it's good bad indifferent crazy Say, God, because your presence is here, help me know joy. That's rejoice always. Pray continually. Don't stop praying. Everywhere you go, talk to him. Never leave him alone, as Father Brother Lawrence says. The sixth one, pray together. Not just pray alone, but get with other people to pray. It helps us to be in this together for sure. Give thanks in all circumstances. Don't stop celebrating the things God is doing in every single situation. Even make a list. I love writing down the things God is doing. It reminds me of his presence and where he is active in my wife's life, my kids, my friends, my neighbors, all over this world. Submit yourself to God. Say, God, here am I. Use me how you wish. Fill me with your presence. Send me. Dwell on him. Think about him. You walk through your day and remember God's faithfulness. And man, that's something you can do everywhere, any place, anytime. All of these things require us to lean into the knowledge and submit to the Spirit of God. They involve us seeing and believing the words of God, they involve prayer, and they involve others. And they press us into the presence of the Lord. What if? What if we made this next season, no matter what happens, no matter where it goes, a season where we pressed into the presence of the Lord together? What if together, Grace River, pressed into the presence of the Lord like never before? This is the purpose you were made for. What if this became our purpose? Imagine what God's real presence could do to your heart now in the middle of the circumstances you were in now. What could his joy do to your hope, your peace, your love, your stability, your provision, your chaos, your every piece? Imagine what it could do. Imagine what tasting God's presence could do for your family now, your marriage. Imagine what experiencing and engaging God's presence could do for your small groups that are going to begin this fall that you're getting ready to dive back into. And imagine what could happen in this body if we began pursuing God's presence and made it a priority. Man, imagine what could happen. Imagine the joy and imagine God's presence moving in us and through us. Will you join me in this pursuit as we practice the presence of God together? I want to give you a visual and drop the 500-pound gorilla. Let God take it off your back and put it on the ground. Drop him because it's not yours to carry. See, Jesus carried that 500-pound gorilla of shame up to the cross and he consumed him there on that cross as he died for your shame and your guilt and your punishment. Take that shame and lay it down where it belongs. Drop it off and, if you will, pick up the presence of God who is with you. And together, together, let's press into the presence of the Lord who has said to us, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would move us into the very real presence of of who you are right now, even as we pray. God, remind us you are with us. Remind us that you are with us. And Lord, help us believe that you are with us. Help us remember and believe, and then help us practice your presence. Even today, as we turn this video off, God, may we practice your presence before we eat. May we practice your presence as we walk through this day, before we lay our head on the beds at night. God, help us remember that you are with us and help us believe in the name of Jesus. Thanks again for listening. We would love to see you at one of our 9 or 10.30 a.m. worship services. We hope you have a great week.